0: In today's episode, I'm taking a look at the game Captive, which is put out by Van Rider Games. It is a graphic novel adventure based game. Yes, that's right, graphic novel adventure game. So stay tuned for that and then for an interview with the president of Van Rider Games. Welcome to Board Game Impact. My name is Bruce Brown and I'm your host. Now, what Board Game Impact is, for those of you who are new, it's a podcast as well as other media outlets. So we also have a Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram in which I bring my educational background. I'm getting my PhD in human resource development, which is to go out there and help organizations and individuals make a positive impact on the world and combine that with my passion for board games and all with the hope of helping you, the listener, make educated decisions for the betterment of your gaming group and your experience within the hobby. Now today, I've got a very interesting episode for you in that we're going to be looking at the game Captive, which is put out by Van Ryder Games and is extremely unique compared to many other games you've ever experienced in your life. Now I say this because the game doesn't have a box. The game is a book and it's a graphic novel adventure book, and we're going to be taking a look quickly at what my experience has been playing through this game. I've played through it several times now, and then also stay tuned for the latter half of this episode and the majority of this episode, which is going to be a conversation about this and the other games in its series with myself and the president of Van Ryder Games. So I've already said, but unlike many other games, Captive is not a box. It is a book. It's a literal graphic adventure book. And when you open it up, it's got very nice art with different panels and quote bubbles and things like that. And just as a heads up, I will be avoiding going into too much detail about the contents of it because this is a game where, since it's adventure-based, there are spoilers. And I'm trying to seek to have this be spoiler-free so that way you can really unlock these things for yourself if it's something you sound of interest. And I think you might think is gonna be interesting for you. So in Captive, you don't roll any dice. You need nothing but the book and a pen. Now, I will say that I went on BoardGameGeek and found the link to Van Ryder Games' website where I found a PDF for the character sheet. Now, the character sheet has your character's picture and then boxes for its strength, dexterity, and willpower, as well as its health, your inventory, notes, and then a fascinating thing, time. And so what you do is you have 20 points of experience that you get to play with uh, between the Strength, Dexterity, and Will. Now, you have to have a minimum of five points in each of them. Now, from there, you assign the other five points out as you will. And so, for me, I personally chose to put six points into Strength, five points into Dexterity, and nine points into Will, where you might choose to point all extra five points into your strength or into your dexterity or spread them out evenly across and then beyond that you also start with 20 health and then a couple items one of the items you can you start out with in captive is a gun and a wallet and then 10,000 european banknotes now why do you have so much money on your hand because like i said this game does pull in some adult themes and and, uh, sadly in this story it starts out with and this is public information, this is not a spoiler, it's right there on the Kickstarter, and it's literally page one of the book. And that is your father and your daughter has been taken, um, like Liam Neeson in Taken, um, however, very different story than that. And so what you're trying to do is you're trying to go and uh, rescue your daughter, and so you have the money, as which is the ransom money. Now... I talked to you about what else is on the sheet, and so you have the 20 health. Now, what's going to be happening throughout the game, you're going to read a a comic book panel, essentially a graphic novel panel, that's going to have text and some very uh, image like fantastic art on this. It's really captivating, for lack of a better word. Yes, I used the, almost the name of the game in the name right there, so captivating. Uh, but what's what's fascinating is that each panel um, or every couple panels has a different number. And so it'll be a big box in the upper left-hand corner. And what'll happen is, in the text boxes, it'll say, uh, let's say you're in a room and there's two, other, two doors. It might say, and these are just random numbers, 101 over one of them and then 67 over the other one and so what you do is the reader is you flip to that particular panel uh, so comic panel and then that's where your adventure keeps going so it's like a branching tree of decisions now I mentioned to you how there's this time element and that is because you're trying to save your daughter right because you're on a time crunch and so if you ever encounter a panel that has this little hourglass symbol it's very easy to see it's even in yellow you mark off your time meter because if that gets full, didn't do it in time, which is pretty sad. Uh, but luckily, that never happened to me. Uh, what happened to me was I actually died several times. So you can have your character pass away from different things in the story. And so it took me several to several playthroughs to get the win. But here's the deal. Just because I had played through it before didn't give me any kind of advantage, really, because I didn't know what the decisions were going to mean after I took them, and except if I'd been down that road. But what's fascinating is even though it gives you the numbers for the rooms or the different things to do in the book, you're going through so many numbers and flipping back and forth in this book because they're not in chronological order. You're flipping back so much that you're going to forget where you've been. And so I actually felt like I was in this mysterious place and I didn't know my way around, which is fascinating that this could uh, create that kind of experience for me as a player, uh, even through multiple playthroughs. They did a fascinating thing, and that is that they hid numbers in the photos so every box you're stopping you're pausing is there something i'm missing is there something there and essentially these little things are dangling out there for you to, to bite the hook on. And then you can follow it down this other set of things that you never expected. And so it was really cool to be able to interact, like literally interact inside of this experience and inside of the story. And having that design really facilitated that. And I just thought it was fascinating because I caught myself at times trying to flip back and forth real quick through the different panels and because I wanted to keep up with the story. But then if I had just paused and smelled the roses, I would have noticed some different things. And so as I played through this more, I recognized myself pausing more and taking in greater experiences. It was just a fascinating thing, if you think about it, that a graphic novel can have you pause and reflect and not just keep going through the story and having the storyboard experience. And so I really appreciated the intentionality that they did with that because I felt it made it that much more immersive. Now, I did not expect this to end the way it did or to have the things come up in it that it did. And so there are a lot of twists and turns for you to go out there and experience, which is just really great. Um, It made me want to get this back to the table. Um, But here's the deal. I said back to the table, right? But. I took this while I was traveling because it's a book. I was able to go anywhere with it. I could sit in a coffee shop. I could go anywhere. I didn't have to have a lot of space. And the size of this book is essentially a size of a small journal. So like a moleskin or things like that. It's not this giant graphic novel that you would pick up in like a store. It's smaller. It's a perfect, perfect size. And so with that, I was able to go to these different places and, and go through this. Now, in saying all this, this is for one player. Um, This is for one player. Uh, Now, what's fascinating is they're going to be having some other ones come out uh, with their season two, which is going to be launching on March 5th, and that's why I'm talking about Captive now. It's because I want you to know if this is something that you're interested in. A, you're going to be able to go onto Van Ryder Games' website and pick this up uh, already, currently, as well as those other titles that I mentioned, but I want you to know about that upcoming Kickstarter, because If you're interested in this, you're going to want to get in on that. And so I want you to know way in advance. That's coming up on March 5th. Other things about Captive, it really was just immersive. I, I liked the interactions that it brought out in myself. I kept finding myself with this tension of like, what would my character do? What do I think I should be doing? Like putting myself in this role play of being a father, um, which I am not yet. And so trying to figure that out. And what would my character be experiencing with this? And then also trying to play out, okay, my character has a lot in strength, for example. Well, does that influence the way I'm going to do things because he's more macho? Or for me, I put a lot in willpower because I thought for me, it was a thing of hey, my daughter just got kidnapped. I am seeing this through. I'm going into the lion's den. And so willpower made sense for me, and that's why I put that there because that's the kind of experience that I wanted to have. Additionally, if you want to play through it multiple times, you can try and do that where you can change your stats up um, and you can, you can go and you can try it out new. Um, there was one more tension that it brought out in me, and that was I would leave a room and I'd be in a hallway with, let's say, five rooms and they'd each have numbers over them. I had no idea which room I just came out of, and I kept finding this tension at times to, oh, well, I'm not really going to go into the room. I'm just kind of like peek in to make sure I know what room that was. And so there's that temptation to just like flip the page and just see if I remember the picture. Um, but what's, what, what's fascinating is I somehow held back from that, and in, in talking with AJ, which we're going to hear about later, I did hear that some players like try and do that and cheat the system a little bit, but usually after many more playthroughs. And so it, it it's only up to you to manage that and mitigate that. And so if you find yourself, I know I'm going to cheat like every time, maybe maybe not the greatest. <laughs> um, but or if you can build it in and find a way to hold yourself accountable, I encourage you to do so because the experience that you're going to unlock is going to be worth it because you're going to get to experience and create a story. Now here's the deal. Like they made this story, they published this story, but I legitimately felt like I had control in the moment over my destiny which is really cool. And, and I'm very thankful for Van Ryder Games for bringing this to the United States. And full disclosure, Van Ryder Games did send me uh, this copy of Captive for me to check out. So if that influences your decisions in any way. But here's the deal. The price point on the back of the book is just twenty two ninety nine, And I honestly feel I got a lot more value out of this than that price point. But I do want to draw attention to that just in case that does sway you in any way. But I honestly... This is a game I'm looking forward to picking up the other ones because this is just one of five and I, I'm looking forward to diving into the other ones. And so and I know I've kind of talked a lot about this just now, but um, it's one of those games that had me coming back to and like scratching my head about the decisions I was going to be making, which any game that can find and create emotions in players and create an emerging uh, engaging experience it's just fun to check out and so that is captive i encourage you to go check it out so you can go to vanridergames.com in addition i want you to stay tuned we're going to take a quick break because when we come back we're going to have an interview with the president of vanrider games we're going to talk more about captive more about this graphic novel adventure system and then some of their other upcoming games that also branch off of this experience and uh, i think you're really going to enjoy that so stay tuned Welcome back to Board Game Impact. So, I have something wonderful for y'all now. This is really what you've been listening to the entire episode for, and that is I have an interview with the president of Van Ryder Games. Uh, now, just before we get into all that, Van Ryder Games has been doing a lot of great things in the industry. They started back in 2011. They had the number one solitaire game of the year with Hostage Negotiator. And you know from this episode that we're going to be talking in particular about the Graphic novel adventures, and so without further ado, I want to introduce AJ Perfurio. Hey, how's it going, Bruce? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, so you're joining us today. Uh, um, thank you so much for coming on the air. Can you let the listeners know a little bit more about you and your experience in the hobby?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been it's been a wild ride. I've I've been a part of the hobby kind of. Um, with Van Rider games as you sort of mentioned since 2011 um, I've pretty much been a gamer all my life though I grew up playing D&D, Hero Quest, um, all kinds of board games, card games, Magic the Gathering I mean everything you could think of That sort of a geek in the 80s would play 80s 90s would play Um, and then I sort of had a hiatus from gaming for a little bit while I was in college and um, first few years of of my marriage and sort of being an adult all that good stuff um, then I found my way back to the to the gaming world and with some yeah. of the the um, the way that it has become easier with the internet to sort of make games and print cards on demands and things like that um, that didn't really exist uh, prior to the internet I was able to sort of take a take a stab at, at doing a a design of my own and around the same time Kickstarter was sort of becoming a thing and I've sort of jumped in head first and um, we've been able to not only survive but but grow the company to where we are now uh, which is uh, myself and my business partner is full-time as well as we have one employee that we just hired this year um, so it's been a wild ride amazing ride it's it's uh, a blast, but it's scary all at the same
0: time. That's absolutely wonderful. And congratulations on hiring your first employee besides your business partner. Uh, so what made you go and jump into the other side? Because you said you'd been away from the hobby. And then what made you take that dive into the industry?
1: Um, Yeah, I was, I mean, I got back into board gaming first, but what got me back in was actually what uh, was what instigated me taking a shot at design, which was At the time uh, I had very young children and so getting out for a game night was was challenging at best Um, and I had discovered using the internet that hey these there's other board games out there Um, and in particular I was looking for a zombie game and so I came across Last Night on Earth uh, which is a fairly popular zombie game and I said hey I asked my wife I was like hey can you get me that game for Christmas and so Come Christmas time, it happened, I got the game, I was like super excited, like jazzed to play it, and uh, none of the family in town, I could really get to sit down with me and play it, and so it was kind of a, a little bit of a buzzkill, uh, and that game does not play Solitaire, at least it didn't at that time, and I'm not sure if there's a variant, there probably is now, but I, uh, I had the thought in my head, hey, if this game had played solo, then I could have just sat down and experienced it myself. So that got me down the path of, hey, maybe I'll just design my own solitaire zombie game. And so that's what sort of kicked off the idea in my head. Um, Fast forward a year, year and a half. And I had our first game a zombie game up on Kickstarter, and we funded for a little over 10 grand. And here we are. Yeah.
0: That's absolutely wonderful. I actually have a friend of mine who, they just had a baby in September. And uh, he's like, did I leave my D&D dice at your house? Because he's dipping his hands in because he can't get out. It's a very relatable yeah. thing. And so he's still looking for that. And I think that's wonderful that you turn that then into something that others can enjoy. and Because that's really what we're here for, right? It's to go out oh, there yeah. and bring people together through this awesome thing called board gaming. So fast absolutely. forwarding a little bit. What inspired the Graphic Novel Adventures?
1: So the Graphic Novel Adventures, uh, they're actually a, it's a whole line of game books um, that we've licensed from a company in France. So we are not the creators per se of those properties. We license them, translate them to English and bring them over uh, to the US and Canada. Um, but I i found those on BoardGameGeek one day or I found one captive the one you have you've played actually um our our licensing partner blue orange europe who we licensed through they had printed a limited number of the of that game in english and i came across it and on board game geek and i'm always looking for you know maybe there's stuff out there that hasn't gotten the exposure maybe it should and i went and i was reading the the comments on the ratings and A lot of people really liked it, but they there was a lot of comments that said something to the effect of, "Well, it's great, but it's hard to find, so I can't really recommend it because there's not really any good place for you to get it in the U.S." Which I'm like, "Whoa, like light bulb, like maybe this is an opportunity." Um, And so from there, I went and and I thought, "Hey, I'll give it a shot. Um, Why not send an email over and see if." just something maybe we could do because it fits perfectly in our brand. Uh, we're very solo game oriented. Uh, it's not all we do, but, you know, with hostage negotiator and the success we've had with that, um, we're very, very much in touch. And our fan base is very interested in, in solitaire game. So it fit perfect. I went over, uh, as you already know now, it worked out and, and come to find out, I didn't know that at the time, but there was a whole slew of these things. Uh, with different themes, different worlds. I was like, "This is amazing!" Um, and so, yeah, we 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 signed many of the books, and we're bringing them over as as fast as we can. Um, the next set, next series here is going up on Kickstarter on March fifth. So we're thrilled, thrilled about that.
0: Absolutely. And so listeners, be on the lookout for that coming out March 5th. Um, just real quick, just to recap. So season one was obviously included captive, which was absolutely wonderful to play through. Uh, but then also had tears of a goddess, uh, Uh, Loop Guru, um, Your Town, and then also Sherlock Holmes for investigations. And in looking through those, Captive had this really, well, captivating, for lack of a better word, story. (laughs) Um, And I know some people might be curious, and we've talked about this just before, but just to bring it back, really get immersed in that experience of being this character. And in looking at the aspects of the other stories, because I haven't gotten a chance to play through those they all look very, very different. So with Tears of a Goddess, you have this m- map where you get to go out and explore as a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. You've got a skill tree in Loop Guru. You've got building a town in your town. And then in Sherlock Holmes, you can play as multiple characters. So yep. how like what's the feedback been about all these different types of experiences that players are getting to have?
1: It's it's really interesting. like Because of the ver- variability you're talking about, um, I've seen you know a, a one person experience the books and they they'll love the adventure style books right like Captive and Luke grew um, maybe not maybe they didn't like as much the mystery solver of Sherlock or the, the almost euro style of your town where it's very complex and you're building a town and then you'll have another person who's the exact opposite and they love your town more and they like the complexity and they love the how much is involved. Um, that variability in the systems actually gives a little bit of something for everyone. But I honestly do think where most people fall, if you're, if you enjoy one of them, you're going to enjoy all of them. Um, And of course you're going to have a favorite, but yeah, like you're saying different systems, um, they all work differently, which is really cool to see, but they still have that sort of core mechanism of, Hey, you see numbers in the frames and you get to go do different things.
0: That's great. And it also offers players a variable experiences that they can come back, feel refreshed. It's not, oh, if I take this book off, it's going to be a repeat of the other books I've already seen. No, it's really something new to discover, which is awesome. And then so in season two, um, you just released all the cover photos which they look mm-hmm. gorgeous, by the way. Oh, um, yes. I recommend yes. listeners go out, check those out, and of course, hit the Kickstarter March 5th, but the covers look gorgeous, and just real quick, I'm going to run through the titles, and then if you wouldn't mind, kind of talk about what players might be expecting with what's coming out. I know, obviously, some spoilers once the Kickstarter launches, and we want them to d- dive into that, but we've got another Sherlock Holmes um, mm-hmm. with Moriarty Associates. Um, we've got the Pirates, the Great Chase, you got Mystery, you got Sherlock Holmes, the Challenge of Irene Adler, and and then pirates the city of skulls
1: absolutely so to your point about them being all different this is no exception so even folks who have played the first five you're going to get a lot of new things uh, in this next five so starting with Sherlock and Moriarty uh, the folks that have played four investigations are going to be familiar with you can play as either Sherlock or as uh home or sorry Sherlock or Watson okay but in Moriarty, you actually you have this sort of tentative agreement with Moriarty to work together. So That's now it's <laughs> option, and you can play as Moriarty. And so what makes Moriarty really cool is uh, with Sherlock or 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 Watson, you're trying to avoid this, the whoever you're interrogating getting upset with you because then they won't answer your questions anymore. But with Moriarty, he can actually like kind of browbeat them. So if they get if they get fussy with him, he can sort of threaten them and then they're going to give him more information.
0: So good cop, bad cop, but literal bad cop.
1: Yeah, exactly. Wow. And so that
0: opens up a whole other
1: dynamic which is really flips the game on its head versus in the in the previous book, you're you're trying to avoid that uh, offending the person at all costs. Now if you're playing Moriarty, you might want to try to do it. Um, and so and it it really, it continues right where Four Investigations left off and sort of continues the storyline in a really cool way.
0: And, and um, for players who haven't done Four Investigations, it, is it okay to jump right into Moriarty? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all of the, I mean, some of the
1: books that they'll continue other books, but there's no book that you could not jump in straight into if you haven't played the previous ones, yeah. Okay. Um, so the next one you uh, that we've, revealed as pirates uh the great chase so this is the first pirates book and it starts off you're on a pirate ship with your captain and a prisoner jumps overboard and starts swimming to a new, nearby island <laughs>
0: exactly what you want like, to have happen
1: yeah the captain's like hey everybody get that guy bring him back so that's where it begins you, you follow him to the island and it's very exploration heavy so um some of the books you might be familiar with you can pick things up uh totally unprompted so like for example your town and Luke grew I think both have it where hey if you see a rock on the side of the road and you want to bring it with you you pick it up you bring it with you um, may not be useful but you could do it or it may or maybe it will be um, this one has a lot of that where you're looking for different items as you go uh and you're you're chasing the prisoner and trying to catch him.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun.
1: It's a, it's really cool. The artwork is great. It's very whimsical. Um, but at the same time, it's like there's some things in there that you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> um, Mystery is the third one we've announced, and that is a superhero-themed one. And this, so my favorite, folks that know me have always known my favorite is Luke crew but Mystery has now challenged that for my favorite one. Ooh. Um, it's, is a totally new system to the other books and it's very, uh, humorous and comedic. So it's almost, there's almost some parodies in there of of superhero tropes and things like that. Um, just really, it really, uh, hit home for me. So I loved it. I think, I think people are going to love that one. Um, very exciting. You just to go a little bit into how it works. You, you are, you're sort of a, a new hero trying to join this, this group called a legion of champions. Um, and the book is you have to go through some challenges to be able to sort of make the group and for them to accept you. Um, and you're a new hero. So your powers at the beginning are, are low. Um, but as you go through, you're, you're building them up. So you're learning, you, you have flight, you have strength, you have super senses. And one of the powers is even like, being super rich, so <laughs> think, yes, think please. Batman, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, there's some funny moments where it's like, "Hey, if you have two super rich points, you know, you could do something in it." It's comical. That,
0: um, that's perfect from that uh, Batman. Uh, well, the Justice League where he's meeting the Flash for the first time. It's like, "What powers do you have?" I'm rich.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So playing on that trope a little more, uh, it's really great. I love. I love it a lot. Um, so then on to, uh, Irene Adler. So Sherlock and Irene. So this is, this again flips the Sherlock Holmes, uh, books onto a sort of a new platform of you can actually play this one, two players. Now
0: hmm.
1: you're not sitting there at the same time playing in parallel per se. Um, but well, the way it works is one person will play as Sherlock and they'll go through a part of the book. And then the next person gets to take over as irene and they're going to go through the same part of the book but each each of those characters can do different things um so your experiences are going to be different and then you sort of go through the book together and then the book at the end there there is a winner and a loser so you can actually beat your opponent um if you're if you're playing as one or the other and of course it still plays completely fine solo um, so if you're still playing one player, it's not a problem um, you'll pick you know one or the other Sherlock or Irene and you'll play through the book as that character um, So that one that one's a lot of fun as well and then finally pirates uh, The City of Skulls is The follow-up to the great chase. So again, this is another one that continues right where the first one left off um, You Don't again, you don't have to have played the first one. It'll work fine uh, but it is. I think it's a little better if you have it for the first one. Um, that one, where the first one was more exploration. This one is more. Uh, you're you're in the city now, so you're there's much more interactions with other uh, other people uh, in the city, other uh, different locations in the city. It's very, and, and I can't talk about too much because it continues right. the first one. It could be seen as a oh, little spoiler, but. Yeah, that one, that one uh, is an awesome follow-up to The Great
0: Chase. And thank you for going into all those. That's actually a lot more than I expected you to share. So that's very exciting for our listeners. So thank you for that. Um, and I cannot wait for this to launch because the first Kickstarter was an immense success by a lot of measures. And just seeing the community come out together and you you and I were speaking just before we hopped on the call about how there's been this kind of cult following on board game geek of some very in-depth things some people have been doing. And so what's Mm -hmm. been some of the impact on your life and on the company's life because you've been able to have this partnership and bring these to the States and to this English market.
1: I mean, yeah, it's been, it's been a huge impact. The the success of the first uh, campaign, nearly $300,000 was a huge um, sort of springboard for us. Uh, It, it, immediately catapulted these books into sort of core products of ours um i mean we look we said with the first one hey if this is really successful we're going to bring even more of these to you and that's that's true today as well so uh, if we experience you know similar success with season two you know we certainly have plans to to keep going with this product line um so yeah that's it's been great to see people get them and how much they're enjoying them and um just to follow along with that and then you know as we as we do more and more of them just to see how they bring different and new things uh, with each book is really exciting
0: that's fantastic and uh yeah it definitely has taken a prominent place um for your company just from the out, like outside looking in um but also you have a lot of other thing great things going on with van rider games is there anything in particular you'd like to highlight Yeah, we
1: do have a lot of great things going on. So um, a couple of things I'll mention. So we did a project in between the last set of books in this set uh, called the Crusoe Crew, which actually uses the graphic novel adventure system, but it's a cooperative game. So it plays up to four players and each player gets their own book. And in in that game, you're actually exploring together and each character has their own ability. So I may be able to see something in my book that you're not able to see in your book and vice versa. Um, for example, maybe you're playing a character that can smash through walls. You might see a number on a wall that I can't see because you're strong enough to smash through it. And you may say to the table, hey, guys, I can I can break this wall. Do you guys, should we go explore? And maybe I'm the character that can talk to animals and there's a, a butterfly flying around and I can see, hey, guys, the butterfly's saying, don't smash the wall. And so I can tell you, to do that now maybe maybe it's still good who knows um but it creates this really awesome experience where like we're all participating in the story but we're also each getting sort of our own slant our own view of it um, and so that is actually uh it's going out so we do advanced copies where you can get an advanced copy shipped to you early we're sending those now um the wider release is planned for june um, so that'll be coming out this summer uh, convention season. Uh, we probably we should have those at Origins uh, and and the conventions after that as well. So we're super excited about that one. Uh, takes this system to a whole new level. Um, and also that one is a really good. The season one books are mostly geared towards you know upper teens to adult players. The Crusoe Crew is very much family friendly, so uh, mothers. And Fathers can play it with their kids or you could give it to your young kids and they could they can play it themselves. Uh, so very uh but it's also a blast, like all you know, all adults can play it as well. Like we all played it here when the first the first time and loved it. So
0: and so that's one. Okay. Um And uh, so real quick, I think that's phenomenal that you're taking the system that you have had some success with, some absolute success with, but then also combining, honestly, aspects of adult learning uh, in which you recognize that people have their own aspects to contribute but it's really up to them to like author that into the conversation so it's nice that you're giving them the tools which then those tools help facilitate these really nice experiences so what's the other one that uh, is exciting
1: yeah and just to add on what you said before i jump to the next thing
0: um it's a great way to get kids off
1: devices man. like we we were driving to texas the first time i, I played with my kids and they didn't ask for devices one time. They just wanted to keep playing that game. So um, that was like really great to me, <laughs> as as a, someone living in the the digital world now. And my kids, they love video games, right? So it was refreshing to sort of get that reaction.
0: And that drive from Tennessee to Texas is not a short drive by any means. Oh yeah,
1: that's a it's a 13 hour drive probably for us to get to Houston, where I'm where I grew up. So. So yeah, not not a short drive at all, and and they didn't do that the whole time, but yeah, it was it was nice. There was a, a good chunk of it we spent playing that game. So wow, it was and,
0: fun. And just to say it, if enough that it's noticeable with kids is a big enough. Um, yeah, that's oh, a yeah. that's a big deal, and so that's a really nice win for all of our listeners to kind of take that experience. It sounds like it's super immersive. Um oh, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. And there it's funny because like they still like. My older two, they're, so they're eleven and, and nine, almost ten. They like keep asking me to play captive, and I'm like, guys, no, you can't be captive because <laughs> they like systems. And they're, you know, our kids are. They they want to, they want to be older than they are. And I'm like, nah, no, no, captive is a little a little too much for you right now. But one day
0: yeah the, there are some adult uh, motifs inside of captive yeah uh, but also they're trying to replicate what you're doing and hearing the success of everything so i think that's also a nice touch um oh, yeah, but yeah soon
1: um, yeah so the second thing i want to mention um and this is i guess getting back to to some more of that adult theme stuff but um we are working on and will soon be kickstarting probably in April um, the hostage negotiator career expansion. So we released the cover art for this recently, and this is going to be an expansion that takes a very popular hostage negotiator game and introduces campaign play to it. Hmm. So now you'll be playing 10 years throughout the life of a hostage negotiator. So whereas the, the game as it exists now, you you're, solely playing in the moment of the negotiation with an abductor that's taken hostages. Plays in twenty minute, 15, 20 minutes most times, maybe 30 minutes most, um, and you're done. And it feels like you just watched a hostage movie. Well, now uh, we're taking that and you're going to experience times in between the negotiations. So what's happening at the station? Is there any drama going on there uh, as you try to progress in your career? what's happening in your home life. Maybe all the hours you're putting in are putting a strain on your relationship with your spouse or kids or whoever else. Um, So I think that it really does, we're very excited about it because it takes the game to the next level uh, and just makes it that much more compelling of an experience uh, and adds and puts in a a very cohesive, longer term story into a game that's already
0: very And that, actually sounds like it's going to be really phenomenal because it brings in the human into the experience so it sounds like it would resonate with players because let's face it like we go to work we go home like there's things that are going to affect one that's going to carry over into the other and to have these really yeah. high stress situations of a cap of a, of a hostage negotiation, it's like that doesn't just like end and it's like oh yep on mm-hmm. to the next thing and that yeah. just sounds like a really logical Oops. step but a lot of other people could not make that step so I think that's wonderful for the hobby uh, so you're so that you said about april for that one
1: so looking to launch a kickstarter in april
0: um probably middle to end of the month uh
1: we'll have more details we we haven't locked in on the date yet but we'll have more details on that soon um if your audience wants to wants to be aware of that they can always sign up for our newsletter on vanridergames.com uh or follow us on social media uh, vanridergames on twitter on facebook all that good stuff um but yeah, we'll have a lot more information coming about that um, soon. I, it's I, we're gonna be pretty um, we're gonna be pretty closed lips about all the stuff involved because it's a it's a game that I want people to experience and experience all the surprises, joys, uh, drama, everything that happens in it without having been uh, it been spoiled for them. So. That's an interesting uh, hurdle. I guess we have to figure out how to sort of give people indications of how the game works, but without um, spoiling anything. So it's a unique or, challenge. It's it's going to be. I'm I'm excited because so hostages is, is my design, and it's been out for uh, I guess going close on close to five years now, so or four or five years, something like that. Uh, Anyways, I always had this vision for it to to be able to have a campaign mode. So um, it's interesting because it requires so much content to be able to do that. And so we now have, you know, the base game, a standalone expansion, and a lot of Dr. Pack expansions. And you pretty much are going to need all that stuff to play Curry. So it's finally to the point where I can have enough content to be able to make that that career expansion happen
0: and so and kickstarter sounds like the perfect place for that because you're going to be able to cultivate this place as well as our play i assume players are going to be able to if they don't have all the other stuff get, yep. acquire all of that together
1: yeah we'll be able to we'll be able to close the gaps anyone has um to be able to to get them everything they need to be able to play so that'll all be and even if you're brand new you'll be able to get get it all in one one uh, one 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 coat there Um, So, yeah, that's the that's the other thing we're really excited.
0: That's uh, that's really great. And so I just have one real last question for you. And that is like you talked about how Hostages has been around for about five years now. You've been working on these graphic novels with um, this other company and bringing that to the States as well as other games as well. In all this time and in all these experiences obviously you're traveling to different conventions what keeps you inspired and br- like bringing new ideas in and like cultivating that for you and your and the company and really bringing these great products to the market.
1: Yeah, I mean it's um I mean it's just euphoric like one I, I'm a gamer, I love games and like we all do, right? Like that's what I love about this industry. Everyone loves the games and we all we're just making fun like what what better can you can you do than to make fun and so like you know even i was just packing up the the crusoe crew boxes and just like seeing to me that like it brings back the feeling like hey this is real and like we're we're making something for people and that people get to experience so like seeing the names on boxes as i on labels as i ship them out i'm like oh man I remember Albert, like from the one-player guild, like he's he's backed our stuff from the beginning. Or like, my dad's name popped up on the labels. I'm like, man, my dad's like still ordering from our kickstarters. Like, this
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he knows an inside source he could just go to.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is like, but it's so I mean, it's so appreciated. But you're 100 yeah. right. Like, he could just ask me. I'd be like, here, dad. Um, and that's the thing. Like, I, it's it's um, it's you feel very appreciated and like. You know that people are enjoying something that you created or published. Brought, you know, brought for the books, bringing it here when people didn't have that option before. Um, so whether it's us or your favorite game company, continue to support your publishers, your 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 favorite uh, game companies, media people. Like, and, and this industry does that better than than any industry I've ever been a part of. So I hope to continue to do this well into my old age, if possible. Um, I'm, I wake up, I love coming to work. It's, it's just fantastic.
0: And congratulations on all the success that you have had. And I know the listeners are all very excited about what is to come. And so in closing, uh, can you just remind our listeners how they can stay in touch with Van Ryder games and, uh, get to know behind the scenes a little bit more.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the new things I'll plug is we're, we've actually started a YouTube channel called One Minute with Van Ryder Games, and it's just, we do it every day, every business day, we do a new clip, and uh, we post on uh, YouTube, as well as our Facebook page, um, and it doesn't take a lot of your time. You just need about a minute or so each day to sort of check out what's going on with us. Um, sometimes it may be cool reveals, sometimes it may be something not even gaming-related, but just... whatever's happening with us Uh, that's one our twitter we're very active on that it's at man um facebook we have a fan group as well as a facebook page uh and then we just actually i just opened our instagram account i'm not sure exactly what we're going to be doing with that but it's it's there um so we get the time we'll we'll try to put some pictures up there do some different things uh and then of course through our website vanridergames.com and that's writer with a y Um, You can sign up for our newsletter, find our products, uh, everything you want to know on
0: there. Perfect. And uh, listeners, if you're trying to scribble that down real quick and then realized it was Ryder with a Y uh, or things like that, just know that I'm putting all these links in the show notes. So don't worry about that. Uh, but AJ, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time today. I know our listeners really appreciate it. And congratulations on all the success. And also as a reminder to listeners that Kickstarter for season two of Graphic Novel Adventures is going to be out on March 5th. And so thank you so much, AJ around 10 a.m. in the morning, 10 a.m. in the morning. So stay tuned. Click that button. Get them the success that they deserve with this um, and enjoy the experiences that you then get to open up. Uh, But thanks so much, AJ. Anything last closing remarks for our listeners?
1: I really appreciate you having me on, Bruce. It's, uh, It's always good to talk to. I know I'm in Tennessee now, but I still consider myself a Texan. So it's always good to talk to a fellow Texan.
0: Absolutely, and so AJ, you have a wonderful rest of your day. I know you have a lot of game designs to get back to and uh, fulfillment for your uh, your backers. And so, congrats on all that, and look forward to connecting later as more things get more things get revealed.
1: Absolutely, anytime.
0: I hope you enjoyed that interview with uh, AJ from Van Ryder Games. My name again is Bruce Brown, and you can find me on BoardGameGeek as Bruce Brown. Thank you so much for listening to Board Game Impact. I hope that learning about the experiences that are going on for me provide a positive experience for your gaming group. You can learn more about me by visiting the website BoardGameImpact.com. If you have any topics that you'd like to have discussed, please email me at BoardGameImpact at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at BoardGameImpact. Like the Facebook page, which is Board Game Impact. If you'd like to learn more about Van Ryder games, I'm putting all of those links in the show notes. That's the YouTube channel, the website, the Facebook, and then stay tuned for the Kickstarter, which is going to go live about 10 a.m. at Central Standard Time on March 5th. That's for season two of the graphic novel adventure series. If you like what's going on here on Board Game Impact, I highly encourage you to also go over and check out the Patreon. Uh, so go to patreon.com slash boardgameimpact and check out the show and find out what's going on for our Patreon supporters. That'd be wonderful, but really more importantly, there's something new that I've been doing uh, for your benefit. I learned about this fantastic competition uh, from Rode Microphones. So Rode Microphones makes the microphone that I wear for my videos. That uh, lavalier microphone so the one that clips on. And it's phenomenal products and Rode's very, very known for making great products for audio. Now Rode has this competition going on called My Rodecast, which I submitted. I worked hard on and submitted a two minute introduction to Board Game Impact for the reason of Road is giving out up to $150,000 Australian in support for podcasts. Now that's not monetary. What it actually is, is equipment. And so since I am doing this all really with a couple, a uh, couple supporters that I'm very thankful of, but really this is out of a, a, a passion and a labor of love. I want to be able to bring you the absolute best audio experience that you can experience and um, financially I'm limited with that and so I entered this competition and I've already won something actually I've got an interview kit coming in about two months which is going to be able to enable me to record people at conventions with uh, more of those lavalier microphones but the big prize that I need your help for is for this big kit of multiple very nice microphones arm stands, a mixing board, soundproofing equipment for my studio, as well as access to high-end audio engineering files and software, and then also even graphic design support as well as road support. Uh, So really go over, I want you to go to myroadcast.com, that's M-Y-R-O-D-E-C-A-S-T.com. And then while you're there. Uh, just type in Board Game Impact and please do go and vote. You can vote every day, and so please go back and vote because there is a panel of judges that are gonna be judging them and I think the entry is very high quality. But also, let's just lock in that uh, user support one as well. And so please go out there and share that let people know about it. You can click this little button that says share my video. I don't know why it says share my video when all of it is is audio files, but click that, share it to your Facebook page. That would mean so much if you could do that because I want to win this because I want to bring better experiences for you from this. And now I'm just going to remind you again, please do go and check out Van Ryder Games' Facebook page. Go and check out the Kickstarter for season two of the graphic novel adventure series, which is going to go live on March 5th. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And until next time, go have a positive impact on the world.